GainesvilleMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of the major gaming news. The GameZilla Podcast. Look, that comes one of the Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me remotely, my co-hosts, my producers, the Deadeye Knight, and Player One, Miggy. You know, I kind of jumped. I wasn't paying attention to the screen when you, you know, you jumped in with the intro, and I jumped in my soul, because you kind of scared me a bit. That's fair. That's fair. I think, um, you know, you were down there playing with your mobile games. I saw you with your head ducked down playing your mobile <laughs> games. So we all know what, what really happened there. But welcome to the show. Deadite, how you doing? I'm, I'm drinking this tea that kind of tastes like hay you'd find on the floor of a barn. Um, so, I mean, I've been <laughs> better, but... I bought okay. it, so I got to drink it. I guess. So. Okay, great. Yeah, this is this is the show is already starting out great. Welcome to episode three hundred and twelve <laughs> of the Gamezilla Podcast, brought to you by our patrons. If you're not a patron yet, listen to Deadeye. He's going to tell you what you're missing out on. I'm going to lay down this goodness for you on the things you're missing out on when you are not a patron. So head over to patreon.com slash Gamezilla Media and start your patronage today. Hey, guess what? You can become a patron. You can support us. We know Gamezilla is your favorite podcast for as little as $1 per month. That's 12 bucks for a year. That's not bad to help continue to the life, growth, and success of Gamezilla Media. Um, and, you know, there's cool perks at the $1 level, but the, the the real goodness, the meat and potatoes, if you would, the bread and butter, if you would, the butter's the most important part, comes in at that $5 level. That's the exclusive content level where every show on the GameZilla Media Network will provide to you at least one bonus show per month exclusively only to Patreon, uh, and that includes our must and bu- must or bust show where we tell you what games you should uh, buy and which ones you should pass on every single month for new releases. Of course, uh, Legend of Retro, they have their Game Shark episodes. Noiseland Arcade has uh, behind the, uh, so, sorry, Noobs of Dragons has behind the DM screen. Noiseland Arcade has Smartline. Uh, and then, uh, man, I can't ever remember the name of There's the last action podcast ones. There's a lot of them. It's like on the cutting room floor or something. They're going to be mad at me because I never remember the name of that. Butcher. So it's awesome, though. You need to listen to it, and it's available. Again, $5 a month gives you exclusive access to uh, all things GameZilla Media. So head over there and enjoy that and start your patrons today and support us. Yeah, special shout out to our latest patron, Kyle. Thank you for joining Patreon. Uh, Kyle is a huge fan of the Legend of Retro, and we just want to say thank you for joining Patreon and helping support this network. All right, let's move into it. We're going to talk, here's what's happening in the world of gaming. It's pretty damn quiet. Besides, we're going to recap Xbox Insider, which was the May version of this show that happens every month, except this month it was going to talk about Xbox Series X third party games. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to get into what the hell is Guerrilla Collective Collaboration. It sounds cool. I'm hoping it's cool. We're going to figure it out. And then we have a discussion topic that 
we'll just use the word rage and fire and breaking keyboards. Um, yeah, all that in the discussion topic this week. All this and more on episode 312 of the Games Up podcast. So let's get into it. Here is the news. News. Try it again. A little bit louder. <laughs> I really think there's something with high pitch that cuts his mic out. Man. Okay, okay. Nope, nope, nope. It's just when he sings. He just hates it. Yeah, he hates when he sings. Because when he Imagine talks, he seems... Yeah, when, when he talks, he seems to be okay. All right, we're going to go over to Mickey. Mickey, it's time for the news. Noodly, noodly, news. You just lost your job, Dead Night. Sorry. Man, that hurts. That hurts my feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, topic number one. What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about Xbox. I'm not even asking these guys this week, okay? Because we have two options. So I'm going to pick the first one. I want to talk about the Pod Racer game getting delayed, and I want to talk about it for 15 whole minutes. It's not news. Xbox it is. It's not news. Inside Xbox, I think I called it Xbox Insider, but Inside Xbox is the show. Uh, Here in the month of May, we got the very special edition of this show talking about the Xbox Series X and getting third-party information about games. And the word gameplay was heavily used. Throughout the week before this show aired, we talked last week about what we wanted to see out of this show, what we were hoping would would be presented, and now we're going to recap the show and tell you, well, I'm just going to come out and pretty much tell you, none of us got anything that we wanted. Is that fair? Is anybody here that that said something last week that we actually got in the show? Because I'm pretty sure the answer is no. I got nothing I wanted. Yeah, I think I did a lot of talking about how I wanted comparisons of what it was going to look like on Series X versus X versus S. Uh, yeah, yeah. They definitely didn't give us any of that, so. Yep, so we, you know, we um, we did get a lot of information. So, as far as games shown, um, but not necessarily gameplay. And that's, so that's our problem, right? Um we got to see some games, but they were all weird. They were very weird and like not what we expected. I think we expected the the big names, the CD Projekt Reds. The you know, I think that was something I talked about with with Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven and maybe getting an announcement about how something was going to happen with this limited edition Xbox One X and and the Xbox Series X or something like that, which it still could. But instead, we got a lot of like off. Um, I don't want to say off, but like smaller groups, you know, Playism, Raw Fury, Deep Silver, Codemasters, uh, Bandai Namco was there, EBB, uh, Systemic Reaction, Neon Giant, Curve Digital, Blooper Team, Paradox Interactive, Sega, who the the hell is Sega? So yeah, um, we did get get Sega, obviously I'm joking, we did get uh, Electronic Arts, and we did get Ubisoft, uh, which everyone knew we were going to get the, the Assassin's Creed Valhalla at the end of the show. And so, I mean, there were a couple names there that we should recognize. But a lot of weird stuff, which to me I liked. But I also was like, this is really weird that you decided to lead with this show. 
You know, that, that I think that was my weird point. It, it kind of feels like if Nintendo had never done a Nintendo indie, uh, a Nindy, which is their Nintendo indie show, but they also have never done a Nintendo Direct, and they were like, you know what, let's start doing these Direct, let's start it with a Nindy. Not, not a main show, we're going to start it with this weird show on the side, so that everyone has no idea what the hell's going on. That's kind of what it feels like. Is that this should have been maybe like a secondary? Like you had this, you had a you had a primary show with Phil and 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 Greenberg and all these people that are affiliated with Xbox, ready to just sit there and drop some knowledge on us. And then you follow it up a week later with like this, and maybe some mixed with indies. And then you follow it up in July with the Halo and all that type of stuff that they've been talking about already. Instead, we led with this, and it, I think it disappointed a lot of fans. I wasn't, I didn't hate it, but I definitely understand why the fan base is disappointed, and I understand why Forbes and all these other, and Verge and IGN are all, have, all these outlets are saying that maybe we should dial down our expectations for the next generation of gaming. So, First of all, before we get into the games, because I'm sure there's a couple that we each want to talk about, but I think let's just talk about the show. I, I already expressed my opinion. I, I was disappointed in it, um, and I'll just slide it over to Deadite, let him talk about what he thought of the uh, presentation. Yeah, and you know we got to remember I'm I'm looking at this through the lens of someone who's never been a big fan of Xbox as an Xbox owner. I've liked the company off and on. Now is now we're in a season of me thinking Xbox is doing things well, um, but the show again this is still early, but it's not that early. We're we're now quickly approaching what six months out from the assumed launch of the Series X and. This showcase didn't do anything to make me more excited to potentially become an Xbox owner. And that's the problem is each show, should, each time they show something off, it should be building excitement. And this one was kind of a shrug. It was like, oh, okay, yeah, well, I guess. And when they've already announced that the platform's not going to have exclusives to just the Series X, this show sort of highlighted that. It didn't feel like any of this was big next-gen flashy um it was all steak with no sizzle yeah no exactly and i i i agree with you there there was a lot of it was just captured footage in game sure screen screen or um cgi um clips and and it just was not uh what we were expecting um it kind of falls back into not the PS4, Xbox One era, but think of the PS3 era uh, when we got, to, when, or or even the, yeah, the PS3 area is where I, where I would focus the most about when we, the first time we saw Killzone, um, well, Killzone, what, 2? And uh, the, the in-game footage that looked too good to be true and then turned out it was because it was just captured footage. Like, we're kind of, like, it kind of feels like that. And I don't think that's what we're going to end up with. I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised here in the next the next month, the next two months. But unfortunately, you've created a bunch of people that are concerned now. They're that are writing these articles that are that are starting to push out this this the opposite of um, positivity of, about your new platform that you're building. And you know, I think um, it was a misstep for Microsoft, which is very has been rare um, for them recently in the last i'd say the last couple of years miggy what do you think 
it did get me uh it did get me just just a little excited i mean just seeing a few of the the odd the odd uh, games coming out i mean that one creepy game that uh that they just showed it was like weird body looks like a like i don't know like alien uh, scorn. I don't know what it was scorn yeah that looked interesting to me but overall i think that this was overall a, a, a letdown um because there's still i mean it's 2000 this is 2020 they shouldn't we shouldn't be relying on like you know pre-rendered like game uh like cutscenes and all that stuff we should be at the point now where we can actually show like gameplay like live action um like you know footage um i I, I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's just I expected more. I mean, I get it. This was a third party, but none of them were really exclusives because right. I mean, even that the one game, the Bandai Namco game, like that 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 when you looked at the bottom, it said Xbox, Xbox One S, and all that stuff. But it's also coming out for PC and PS4. It's like they needed something like out the gate because you hear a lot of people with the misconception that Xbox has no exclusives. Um, that's why Xbox is a bad system. I mean, they need to do something to dispel those uh, those 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 um, rumors. Yeah, but I think I think to think we we knew going in most. So I'm talking about we as an us, the, the us mm-hmm. three here, because there was a lot of people that were like, "How come there's no Halo? Where's Forza? Where's like all this crap?" Right? And it's like because they the, the this is the other problem. The way that you decide to handle this, the common gamer didn't pay attention <laughs> to this with a third party. Uh, announcement they were expecting you to show off your big guns and you didn't so then they raged out okay so you didn't do a good enough job explaining to people what you were about to show so the other the other, so that's one issue and I don't, I don't care if you want to call ga- these gamers dumb or whatever like the fact of the matter is, is your job to make sure that all levels of gamers from casuals to hardcore understand what you're trying to do especially when you're launching a new platform so do a better job at that but the Scarlet Nexus is what you were talking about, the Bandai Namco thing, and and yep. Scorn and all these other things. It's a again, we knew it's a third party presentation. You're not pulling a ton of third party exclusive titles. That's just not that's not how things work. You pull Santa Monica, Naughty Dog, all these things for PlayStation because they're first party, right? So we're expecting what's Obsidian doing? What is what's Ninja Theory doing? What's 343 doing what's you know like those are the groups that belong to microsoft that we want to know what they're making and so we're supposed to find that out in july if you dug enough through the tweets and you paid attention in all these random social posts here and there you would have known that but again when someone is a casual gamer and they go xbox has an announcement this thursday and that's all you grabbed and then you walk into this i don't think you're gonna walk out happy for us, I agree with you, Miggy. Scorn looked really cool. Dirt 5, which is a game I'm not excited, like I won't play, but watching what they did with Dirt 5, told I go, my comment was, imagine what Forza is going to look like. That was my that was my comment. I was like, damn, if that's what Dirt 5 looks like, imagine what Forza is going to look like. You know, um so to me like games like The Medium looked really cool, really creepy. Um you know, and so the did look cool. Yeah, and Vampire the Masquerade looked oh, yes. crazy cool. You know, so I mean, it's not that some of these things weren't cool. It's just they were really weird. I mean, the show started off with Bright Memory Infinite, made by Playism. I'm not even sure what it is, but it's like a first-person 
shooter slash melee slash Japanese samurai slash bow and arrow crazy looking game that if I'm right, Miggy was designed by like one dude. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool story. Sounds wild. Looked really cool. Never heard of it before. And that's, and the show led with that. And I'm like, and the problem was, is that it ended and they just went into the next thing. I'm like, well, aren't you, are you going to, you going to bring the guy on? And we're going to, we're going to talk about this a little bit. Like what the hell is this? So I mean, (laughs) yeah. And it was, and you know, sometimes I really like Microsoft where they're just like, boom, boom, game, game, game. You know, like last E3, we were like world premiere, world premiere, like over and over again. And so I, I like that sometimes, but then I feel like this is your one platform for the next seven, five to seven years where you have to lay the ground for people to care about investing into your next piece of equipment, into your next platform. You got to spend a little bit of time explaining things. And that led to what Ethan, you know, sorry, what Deadite was saying and, you know, saying stuff where, well, where was the gameplay that showed us loading times where someone would load into a giant world and there, and they would just keep free running or something like that. There'd be no loading times or like hit the start button on a game and it's just boom, you're in game or something like that. Show me some of those features in these third party games that are pushing into the next generation of technology, which loading time seems to be one of those really big features and with real time asset loading and all this type of stuff. And so none of that was there and you're left with games that showed us like no gameplay barely. And you're telling me this thing comes, the system's supposed to drop this holiday. It's already May folks. And we're watching unfinished products as a lead piece to the Xbox series X. So what does that mean when November comes around and we all go buy an Xbox series X and what we're still playing gears five and, and you know, halo, halo five. And well, I mean, halo infinite, we're supposed to have in theory. Okay. We don't know for sure. We're going to find out more in July, but I mean, my whole thing is like, if these games, these games don't look ready, they don't look ready. That's my concern. We're, we're watching what I would consider an early trailer. E3, We if, if they would have showed us all of this at E3, I would have told you all of this is going to be coming out 2021 or later. And that might be true for some of these games, but some of them were like, holiday 2020. It's like, right, but you didn't even show gameplay. To me, they don't look ready. Yeah, so, if, we're this, if we're this close and all we're seeing is just pre-rendered footage, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely be worried too. And then going further back with what they were saying a few months ago that we're not going to have, uh, you know, titles at launch, you know, like at least for two years, we're not going to have exclusives. Um, so, I mean, hey, Forza Horizon is going to look immaculate on the, uh, on the, on the, uh, X, on the new Xbox. Gears 5 is going to look great. I mean, you know. Yeah, but again, it comes back to the it comes back to the the fact that you don't I don't need exclusives because I've already I'm I'm blurry here I don't know what happened I've already explained to people that exclusives do not sell systems to me performance does okay there's a reason why PC Master Race is so popular it's performance I have higher frame rates than anybody I have I have more textures than anybody I have you know video game libraries bigger than anybody blah 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 whatever but 
you know, I play on, on all platforms, but I like but I like playing on a console and I like a controller and I feel like right now my Xbox One X and my Series Elite 2 controller are the best experience for me to play a game. So when I play Call of Duty Warzone, which is not exclusive, and that's probably where most of my time goes right now, I play it on Xbox. And just because I like the experience. So to me, you don't need the exclusives. You need to show me why the new Forza, when it does come out, Forza Horizon 5, when it does come out this holiday or early next year, and it will play on Xbox One X, but it will also play on the Xbox Series X, you're going to show me how the load times don't exist on Xbox Series X. And I'm going to tell you right now that my least favorite thing about about Horizon 4, Forza Horizon 4 right now, is the load times suck. Horribly. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes. So yes. when you show me they don't exist on Series X, that's why I buy your system. When you show me, yes, it looks better and it can run at 120 frames per second instead of 60, that's why I buy your system. You know, when you show me being able to jump from Forza while I wait for my convoy people to all join up and I jump on over to a little indie game and I run through a level of, of Celeste and then I switch back over to Forza when everybody's ready and there's no, there's no problem doing that, that's why I buy your next system. Those are the things I need to see that I haven't seen. They've talked you know, about them, and that's great, but I haven't seen them. I remember when the Series X was officially unveiled in, in, in that season of time that everything was about promoting that the Xbox experience is the best on Xbox One X. And here is why. Because they would show you, it was a demonstration, this footage, you know, it feels yep. out there, this footage captured on Xbox Series X, running you know, 4K HDR, uh, this will be the best experience. It's great to play anywhere, but this is the best. They were selling you on that. And this show really felt like it was like, hey, here's software, which is fine. It was a third-party showcase, but... It, it, I wonder if their intent wasn't at all to really sell the Series X to us. It just felt like it was a little bit of a software highlight. And that's not what we want right now. And that's the problem. As gaming fans, and even they even said at the beginning of the showcase, like, we listen to the fans. We're giving you that in-game footage. Well, well, give us some guidance with that in-game footage. Tell us what we're looking at. Tell us why it looks great on Series X. That's I know I keep going back to that, but that's really what bothers me about this show is this show didn't do anything to sell me on the new Xbox. It just tried to sell Xbox as a brand, yeah, as a place to play third-party games. If there's which is no fine if that was their intent, but they need to be more clear about that. If there's no exclusive game, how come every one of these games didn't have a temporary slider that literally went from Xbox One X to Xbox Series X, showing you 6120, showing you what you know all these features? You know, yep. even PlayStation in one of their weird ass demos showed Spider-Man load time differences between the PS4 and the PS5 that didn't at the time wasn't even a PS5. It was just next gen and it was showing load times of open world games and how much faster it's going to be. We even already, we've already seen that and we don't even know what the PS4 PS5 going to look like. We don't you know, there's a lot of things we don't know about that thing yet. They already talked about it. So for me this was an opportunity to do that. Maybe you didn't want to lead with third-party games showing your technology. I like. I probably would prefer first-party games as well. But again, it leads to me as to why this was your first show you wanted to do revolving around software. You know, my first thought was, okay, they're going to start off small with third-party, 
and then they're going to go, you know, they're going to build up. And, like, that's fine, except you came out and said gameplay. Mm-hmm. You didn't say in-game content. You said gameplay. And we got about two seconds worth of gameplay. And it was the first game you showed. And then after that, it was just a lot of just cutscenes and cutscenes and cutscenes, including the biggest disappointment of the night in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which you sat there and said it was going to be the reveal trailer of in-game gameplay. You said the word gameplay. And there was no gameplay. There literally was no gameplay. Actually, there was gameplay in that uh, in that Assassin's Creed uh, uh, trailer. It was only like like about like three seconds, two or three seconds. It was him running in one direction <laughs> with no yep, yep. with no HUD. There's your gameplay Steve. with no HUD. See, there you go. And I don't even Mickey, know. We're assuming it's gameplay. That, that could have been the a cutscene. Gameplay. The amount of gameplay in that trailer is equivalent to the amount of spit in a burger. Like, yeah, okay, some kids spit in your burger. It's barely there. Yes, there was spit in your burger. You probably shouldn't eat it. It's yeah, there was bare like I looked and I looked down <laughs> at my phone because we were all texting each other and I looked back up and the trailer was over. I go, what? How did I miss the in-game footage? Like, what yeah. happened? Yeah, you and I went through and rewatched. It. I go, wait, I just rewatched it. How am I yeah. missing the in-game footage? That's how little was in there. I didn't understand. Now, now the thing, the, the good thing is that is that Xbox realized that they made a mistake. And so this is why this is one reason why I like the team that's running Xbox. You know, is they came out on social media and apologized. They said, hey, our bad. We definitely marketed this wrong. Um, we know there wasn't a lot of gameplay. You know, we, it was more in-game content, and we did not do a good job of explaining this. So they knew they screwed up. Obviously, fan bases let them know. You know, it wasn't hard for them to figure it out. But the fact of the matter that they came right back, like, literally the next day and said, hey. And, and it wasn't like some nobody it was it was a it was a big name. It was the head of marketing for Xbox, and he came out and said, "Yeah, that was our bad. That was re- that was not good, and we promise moving forward that everything that we're going to be delivering to you will be much better." Okay, good, because half the time we always sit here and complain about something because the company is not stepping up and taking ownership and coming out publicly and saying anything. So the fact that they quickly reacted to it and actually said something, I was like. You know what? You score some points for me on that because half most of the time I'm sitting here bitching about Nintendo, bitching about Sony or whoever because they're just hiding in their in, in their building waiting for it to blow over. So, um, yeah, I think um, I think overall the show was was a mess. It was it was confusing and unfortunately for me, I enjoyed it for what it was. And we've talked about a couple games that I that I liked. But and I think you know, and that we agree, we all liked. But for a casual gamer, which is which is the market you really care, like in all honesty, that's the market you care about when it comes down to launching a new platform. You want to sell a lot of systems. Yeah, you already got the hardcore gamer Xbox fan. I'm already buying your system. You told me Halo's coming out at launch. I'm buying your system, okay? But it's for those other people that are like, well, do I buy PS5 or Xbox? Those. This is your chance right now. You have a window of next 90 days to, to make these people choose your system or the competitor. And I don't think this was a good first step. Microsoft will have to rethink it. The advantage is Sony is sitting on their hands doing nothing. So right now, you're okay. 
But if tomorrow, when and I can't predict it, but when tomorrow Sony steps up and goes, boom, here's the PS5. Boom, here's Horizon Horizon uh, 2. Boom, here's new trade. Oh, day one, day one Last of Us 2 drop. For, for the PS5 with these these graphics enhancements, these frame rate enhancements, all this crap. You know, I don't know what, what it is, but, oh, hey, here's a Gran Turismo you didn't know was coming. Boom, launch title. Like, if that happens, you're already behind the wheel. You're already behind them now. Like, right, you've had this opportunity to get momentum, to build ahead of yourself uh, in, a, in a war that you lost in the previous generation, in the PS4, Xbox One generation. Number-wise, you didn't win. We all know that. Okay, but and and we know that you're not focusing on those numbers as heavily as you used to because you can play Xbox games anywhere, blah, blah, blah. So but at the same time, the Xbox brand needs success and needs hype and needs excitement. And this is your opportunity right now to build it for this platform. You do not want to come out of the gate like you did with the Xbox one. And I don't think you will. I'm not saying it's that bad, but. You know, you, you got to do better next time, and and hopefully that is not too late where Sony goes and makes some huge announcement and steals all the momentum because that's that's what I don't want to see. I don't want Sony to come out, steal all the momentum, and the next box be like, well, well, here's Halo Infinite, and everyone's like, yeah, 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 we don't care anymore. <laughs> you had your moment. I don't know. Any last words on Xbox before we move on? Do better. Yeah. I'm not mad at you. For me personally, there are games there that I'll buy. But I think I think you know why this was a, was a mistake. All right. Next topic, we have something new. Something that Deadeye brought up. So, Deadeye, do you want to talk about this or... I need a lot of time, so I'm just going to hit people with the highlights, get a couple words on it, and then we're going to get into this week's discussion. But um, in lieu of the fact that E3 2020 has been canceled due to the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, June was looking a little disappointing, but we're seeing a glimmer of light through uh, some game developers connecting with each other. So there is going to be a new showcase uh, as part of the Gorilla Collective, which is a partnership uh, between many developers, uh, and it's going to be a three-day gaming celebration in June uh, with a lot of studios on board. Now, I'll hit you with some of the ones that have been announced so far. Um, it's, uh, we're going to have companies uh, such as Rebellion, Raw Fury, Paradox Interactive, uh, Larini Studios, Funcom, Versus Evil, ZA-UM, uh, Coffee Stain Studio, 11-Bit Studio, and Humble Publishing. Um, that's just the names that uh, that have been announced that are involved so far. And it's going to start on June 6th at 10, a, uh, 10 a.m. Uh, on the Gorilla Collective uh, Twitch channel. They're going to be giving live presentations. Uh, Greg Miller from Kind of Funny is going to be involved doing some of the hosting duties. And uh, it'll feature uh, gaming announcements. And it will be followed by a, the return of the PC gaming show. Uh, as well as a future game show. So uh, stuff to look forward to. I, I know we give flat, a lot of flack to E3 and the way companies do things around E3, but it's undeniable that as gamers, it's something to look forward to. It's kind of like our Super Bowl in a lot of ways. Like E3s, when we, we get game trailers, we get hardware announcements, it's always something to be excited about. 
And so if we're not going to have an E3, it is cool to see some of these developers that might not get time on an Xbox uh, showcase or Nintendo Direct or PlayStation Experience. They're doing their own thing. They're getting together to still give us gaming announcements. So I consider this all good and great for the industry. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I think this is solid. Um, I think this could be this could be the writing on the wall that what changes E3 even more or potentially kills E3 is that if this is successful and really starts to show um, a new way to present uh, projects and, 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 and games, then E3 becomes less and less required. And I think investment on something like this for a for let's just say we're looking at small companies right now so an investment like like an indie company going to e3 versus doing this particular event there's a lot of savings here and so if they can get that same exposure and that same excitement and 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 you know um industry uh interviews and all that type of stuff about their product then why do i need e3 anymore and I know E3 is talking about revamping and changing and evolving and all this stuff. There's been a lot of write-ups, but you know, unfortunately, when when the big guy, right, when the when the when Amazon and Apple falter, it creates opportunity for everybody else that's always been living underneath that shadow. And so right now, yeah, you have a year E3 to build this new experience and make it great. But the problem is is that everybody under the sun right now is trying to figure out how they can get their piece of the pie. And when someone does it better than you, they become the new big guy. And so, you know, we've seen it in different industries. You know, we don't have to look very far to compare Blockbuster and Netflix and understand that Blockbuster didn't want to realize the evolution of how we watch movies and videos. And they died. So we have already talked about E3 slowly dying and just turning into something that, yeah, we ridicule almost every year. And But years <laughs> like right now, 2020, were supposed to be the year that E3 shines. Once every five to seven years, this is where I care about E3 because this is where I get my news. This is where I see my new controllers and I get to see the new box that I'm going to put on my, my you know, um, table over here and I'm going to understand what the, what the future, the next five to ten, you know, seven years of my life is going to be revolving around gaming. And so they don't get that this year. They somehow have to come back next year and try to capture, you know, excitement with all of this being done virtually and all the excitement still happening. I mean, we talked about the Xbox show and how we were disappointed in it. We didn't talk about how many people watched it. It was very successful. <laughs> so, you know, it's why so many people were mad because so many people watched it. So for me, um, I think this is really good. Competition is always good. I want to see these new, these new shows pop up and give platforms to, especially indie teams and stuff like that, uh, that need a better platform than getting stuffed in the corner of a PAX or, you know, shoved in the back corridor of E3. And, you know, I want them to have their own platform where they really can shine. And it's not always that bad guys. I, I mean, I'm painting it up a little bit worse than that. Like I like the indie alley at PAX. It's where I spend a lot of my time because I get to meet a lot of cool people with really cool ideas. Um, but you know, at the same time for them to have their own thing, um, can't it can't be bad like i mean it can be done wrong 
but this this is a good idea, I guess I should say, as long as it's done right. And so, yeah, I uh, I look forward to it. Obviously, last week we talked about um, Jeff Neely uh, having the uh, doing his own show. We, we've not, we're now talking about Gorilla Collective and how they're building this out. We know that there are other smaller shows kind of spawning up. We know there's some some companies that are just doing their own thing and having you know like. Um, uh, digital devol- or devolver digital or whatever like already they, they always have their own little like crazy show and stuff like that do other companies follow suit now and realize the power of the internet and the power of of streaming and and just people will flock to you as long as you give them the proper information you don't need e3 you don't need these giant conventions so yeah i think it's good and i think it could spell disaster for some of the um you know the guys that have been around for a while that are struggling to figure out how to digitalize themselves and, and move into that next that next era of uh presentation for gaming <clears throat> mickey well uh you took a lot of a lot of the uh the, the hot points that uh, that i was gonna say but um yeah definitely Definitely agree with you. Uh, some competition is is going to be good. Um, and E3, I think, um, real quick, if E3 does decide to make a comeback next year, I mean, yeah, like you said, we got Jeff Keighley. We've got this show, um, you know, in the works. Um, E3, I think, just needs to maybe just maybe bow out and go back to just a um, an industry uh, thing. Um, but I mean, that is if they can, if anybody's going to participate if they're going to have any exclusive deals. So um, I'm interested, interested to see how our, um, you know, future is going to look for the gaming news and gaming event uh, uh, industry. Yeah. Well, let us know what you think. If you're uh, excited for E3 to come back, if you like these new shows, if you want to talk more about Xbox and their show they just had, you can do it on the Discord. That's right. So join Discord today. Uh, link can be found in our description, or you can hop right over to GameZillaMedia.com. And on the Community tab, you can click the Discord button right there. Talk with gamers from around the world every day. And, uh, yeah, we can keep those topics going in the GameZilla podcast channel. So let us know. We always we always appreciate uh, listeners' feedback on you know what, what they think is going on in the gaming world as well. It helps it helps us balance our opinions and realize where where things are within our own community. So uh, that's been the news topics. It's been a really light week. We only wanted to cover a couple things, but we do have a really good discussion piece today, and um, we will remind you because uh, I think I forgot to earlier, is that if you uh, enjoy the live sh- the live video, you enjoy watching this show and not just listening to it, you can catch the full episodes on our YouTube channel. So just search GameZilla Media on YouTube, and you can watch every week's podcast, along with all sorts of other great content that, our, that GameZilla Media brings to the YouTube platform. But, all right, let me, uh, I've been trying to do a better job for Miggy here, so let me turn this off. And Miggy made this new thing up here. Let me turn it on. It says, topic of the show. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm doing a better job today. I'm focused. (laughs) I'm ready. But, uh, topic of the show is a little special piece that happened to me. And I, uh, asked the guys if they wanted to talk about it. I think, I think we'll get three different unique views on this, um, but the question is simply love the love and hate of competitive gaming 
and finding balance. So why is this the topic today? Uh, yesterday, which would have been, we record on Monday, so it would have been Sunday, I decided to partake in some League of Legends with some friends. Not ranked. Stick number one. Not ranked, but just normal games uh, with with Spidey 2KX, Owl Zero, and our good friend Neo. Uh, and then we just picked up one rando, and we ran normal games where I was going to try champions that I've never played before, so that I could try to to learn them and maybe deepen my my pool selection of champions when it comes to more competitive gaming. We played, I think, three or four games that uh, that night, all normals, and we lost all four. Uh, I played really bad, and I was frustrated at myself. I was frustrated at every game I ended up, even though we had some of our teammates that were filling, which means they would receive whatever position was randomly given to them, um, I pulled the rando as my support every game. And every game, they turned out to have no idea what they were doing. So it was a frustrating time. I was not playing very well. I was the the opposing bot lane. Uh, I play ADC, which is attack damage carry bot lane. The opposing ADC was dominating and really snowballing, and then going around the rest of the rest of the you know field and destroying every everybody else's lane. So then I started having that feeling that we're losing these games because of me. And then the final game, I pulled out a character that I've really been trying to learn. Her name is Vayne, and I really want to try to understand her better and be decent with her. Well, I went 0-9 with her. And uh, 0-9 means zero kills, nine deaths, and, and it was a disaster of a game. Um, what made it worse was the other team deciding to chat with us by hitting backslash all and basically said, you know, calling us trash and talking, starting to talk, starting to talk just shit to us. But, uh, and we were just trying to, you know, put the fire out and be like, Hey, you know, we're a pre-made team and we're just, we're all trying new things. So yeah, you guys stomped us. And they're like, you know, I'd be like, I'm just trying to learn this champ. And then I get this response of like, uh, you're Oh, and nine. Do you really think you learned anything? And yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So it, it got it got heated. I'm not going to repeat some of the you know the the things that were worse than that that were said. But bottom line is, I finally like I bro- I broke. Like I've I've had these moments in quarantine where I get really indecisive on what I want to do. Like I know I want to be on Mixer and I know I want to game, but I can't figure out like when to go live and what to play. And so like. I'll play League, and I know that I never really build like a good viewership of League, but I I enjoyed League, so I played it anyways, right? Because my mindset was do what you want, and just turn and go live, and if people don't want to watch you, they won't want to. Who cares? But I also know that like I could go play Forza and be very relaxed in that game. There is not very many times that I've actually gotten mad at Forza Horizon Four. And I also could pull a really good viewership of Forza. So the question always comes back to me when I have a night like this of why did I play this game and not play Forza? When I know that I would have enjoyed Forza, I know that I probably would have clicked the live button because I'm enjoying Forza. And I probably would have had even a better time because I would have actually been able to interact with people that weren't giant assholes. 
Instead, I didn't hit the live button because I was playing bad and I figured why no one's going to want to watch me go 0 and 9. And then I had to deal with a bunch of assholes on the other team that were harassing me. To the point where after that fourth game, I literally told my friends, I said, well, guys, I've uh, been bullied enough. I am going to go. I'm going to stop gaming tonight and uh, have a good one. And I literally just signed off and didn't game the rest of the night, which is not what I wanted to do with my Sunday night. I went out and hung out with my wife, watched a movie and calmed down. And that was good. But it led me to this theory of why why am I playing League if this is what it's doing to me, especially in quarantine right now where I have these outlets that I have of gaming is, is one of my only outlets I have to socialize. And I'm choosing a game that's toxic and treating me bad instead of a game that's treating me good and, and trying to help me enjoy my life. So that led me to that question is love, hate on competitive gaming and how to find balance. And I think I, I think I figured it out is that I need to be better at choosing my games and realizing what's good for me and what isn't. So I wanted to ask you guys, and I think I'm going to start with Miggy because Miggy has shared this with me with Fortnite and Warzone, you know, competitive gaming that he has played recently. Um, and he's even updated his client on League, and now I'm not I'm not being a very good um, marketing tool. I'm being very Xbox right now as to why you should try League again. Um, but Miggy, what do you think? Uh, well, as you know, uh, with uh, call it with Modern Warfare, um, when that came, when we were playing that, um, like the amount of the amount of rage that that get that game put me in, um, I mean, back well, one I was still new to the game, so you know, playing with you, Spidey, and, and I think we got, I think we had Flack in there, um, and just dying like die, death after death after death. Every time you turn the corner, you would die. Um, you know, you try to get a kill, you would, you would like light up somebody, and you would one shot you. I mean, that that entire night, I think we played for about a good two or three hours, and I ended up like quitting with i get got off with a headache i think my blood pressure was up i mean i was like i was like on edge i was tensed up and i was like if i'm if i don't need to play games if they make me feel like that i play games to relax to have fun with my boys to you know de-stress especially after a long day you know like you know back then we're working in the office long commute home and you just come home and, and put up with this no no so and it was the same thing with um with league Try to play league with you guys and you know trying to learn the, the meta trying to learn the, you know the mechanics and all this stuff and here we are with like you know in the thick of it and i feel like i'm useless you know i'm trying to you know like figure figure things out learn the movements learn the attacks and all this stuff and i'm getting wasted then we have a rando on our team who just like who's just throughout the match just trash talking me which thankfully i didn't see i know you guys pointed out to me but i mean it's like i don't need it. i think that's like the community is kind of what turned me off of off of league but at the same time like i just felt like i felt completely useless and there's no good way to practice in league without having to deal with with um randos because you play against bots and the bots are easy to to slaughter but you know you really don't learn the game until you play with people and it's like when you recognize i think the point when you recognize how a game makes you feel that's when you need to step back and, you know, it's like, well, do I want to play this in my limited amount of time? Do I want to play something that's going to stress me out even more? 
and I'm going to regret the time that I put into this. So, I mean, and, and it wasn't until Warzone came out when I started diving back into Call, into Modern Warfare and I started playing with you guys. And now we've even good jumped back into the multiplayer mode, which stressed me out um, and, you know, made me almost rage um, in the beginning. So, you know. Yeah, and I think the, the thing, of, you know, we bring up Warzone and we're comparing it to League of Legends um, is is just that. And I'm going to bring in uh, Steve-O at Mixer.com slash Games on Media also said, he he's somebody I know started playing League and he wants to play League, but he has no idea what he's doing and he pisses people off, so it's not worth it. Th- that's exactly the problem. Now with Warzone, if you're new and you're not and you're still learning the game, it's like you don't you're you're more protected. Unless you're playing you know, games with randos and you're jumping into public chat and all that stuff, you really can close yourself off and not let people bully you. And troll yep. you, and so where league, I mean, like, yeah, I could probably do that, but the problem is, is that the league has this whole other world when it comes to the word meta, and when it comes to the the mechanics of the game, and like, if you don't have someone that's willing to show you how to get better, um, you're really stuck and you can hit a wall and just never pass that wall and sure youtube videos can help you and you can go sign up for pro guides and all this other stuff that's out there and supposedly they guarantee you'll get better you can hire hell you can hire esports coaches now uh to watch your gameplay and give you live feedback on your gameplay so there are many outlets for you but you should just be able to have some good people even if you even if it's not I don't have any friends that play this game you should be able to find some good people that are willing to try to tell you something because a they want more players in their game because they want their game to stay healthy but the problem with league is it's too big it's you know it's the biggest game in the world one of the biggest games in the world they they don't care you mean nothing if you play league or you don't play league their game will still be here and so they don't have that pride in their game they have their pride in their self and that's where i feel like this game is even though it's a team-based game it can be a very selfish game where the second that their game doesn't go the way they want you're the enemy even though you're on the mm-hmm. team and then you get attacked exactly. and so i don't know i have a, such a frustration with that game because every time i think i got something figured out where i'm gonna have some success i then go and i and i suck and then i'll go and then i'll like give up and i'll go play some arams uh, which is an all-random, all-middle version of the game where you just jump in 5v5 and you just fight, and I'll go 30-2. and two. And it's like, why can't I... What am I do? What am I not getting that I can't convert some of that success into a standard game? And then I do. And then I go on a cold streak, and I understand there's ups and downs in games. Like, I go and do a Call of Duty game, I can have 17 kills, and then I go next game and I have zero. Okay? I get it. But League feels like there is no rhyme or reason. Like in, in other games, I could sit there and say, this is where I made a mistake. This was the bad call I made. This, you know, I didn't look, you know, I guessed, I, I guessed and looked the wrong way. In League, it's just like, I lost and I don't really know why. And that's the most frustrating thing for me, who I am competitive. So I want, if I'm going to play that game, I want to be able to play it at whatever the level is that I can achieve. I'm not going to say I'm pro. I'm not going to ever make it to, you know, champion status and ranked. But I do believe I'm better than an iron player. 
and I yet I can't get out of iron. So you never, it's frustrating. You never really win at league. You just do a little better each time. Yeah, but see, this weekend, the reason why I had my moment was because I definitely regressed. And I regressed into a person that I thought I had figured out how to control, which was anger uh, in gaming, where I picked up my brand new keyboard, which is my nice, you know, my nice RGB keyboard that mini that I picked up. And I literally started to flex it. Like I started to flex it because I was so mad. Um, and then I sat it down because I was like, new keyboard, new keyboard, what are you doing? And then I have my really nice mouse that I decided to start smashing against the table because I was just so, like, there was nothing I could do. Yet, here's the problem with League. I was stuck in the game. 40 minutes for this for this game to end. It was over 10 minutes in. So that's 30 minutes that I had to sit there and accept the fact that we lost and that I could do nothing. And so, yeah, I was super frustrated at a lot of different things and started taking it out on some of my gear. And I'm like, this is dumb. I like my gear. I like this stuff. This game is pissing me off. I need to walk away from it. And that's what I did. And I think I need to take a break. And, you know, initially I got back in the league because there was this whole thing that Spidey2KX, Owl Zero, and myself were all going to race towards gold. First one to be able to achieve gold rank would win some gift cards to the to the uh, Riot store. And I'm just, I literally told the guys, I'm like, I'll just give you gift cards. I'm, I think I'm done. I think I'm just, I'm going to be the first one to back out because this is not healthy for me. It's not good for me. And I want to enjoy the game. I like the I like the lore. I like the characters. I love the esports scene. I've been to every North America championship in the last four years. Like I like that world, but I can't currently, at least right now, I can't like partake in at least the competitive scene of it. I just can't do it. And I've watched people that, are, that have played this game a lot longer than me. They're a lot better than me. You, I think, um, you know, Dead Idol know who Drunk Puncher is. Who doesn't play the game anymore? They play the card game now, because it's because they don't get as upset. So that card game is fun. You know, so I don't know. That that's my feelings on it. Dead Eye, well, let's slide over to you. Someone that I feel like is going to take a different angle because they don't get as invested in that competitive scene. So what what are you, what are your thoughts on this topic? Well, the the first thing is I have to give you some advice. Stop playing League of Legends. It's garbage. <laughs> just, don't, just don't install it. Yes. It's total garbage. Yes. The game's stupid. Just don't install it. Um, when it comes to competitive gaming, we know I'm one of the least competitive gamers you're ever going to meet. And it's because I have a grip on a, a, a kind of a graph. I wish I had like fancy a tablet to draw this all out on. The bottom line is a graph we will call it your desire to be good at a game. The vertical axis is your perception of your own abilities at the game. Not necessarily your actual abilities, but how you perceive your abilities. If you think you are either getting better or are good at a game and you desire to continue to be better, but you have people trolling you, you have bad games, you have bad experiences, it upsets you more than if you go, I'm trash, I'm going to be trash, I'm just here for a good time. 
back in the Destiny days when all the boys were on Destiny, I knew I was never going <laughs> to hang with the top of our group. If I could just not embarrass myself when we were in the Crucible, get some kills, not be a total liability to my team and just hang out with my friends, I was going to have a really good night. And there were still some nights that I felt like I underperformed or bad things happened to me and I got frustrated playing Destiny. But not to a not to a high extreme level because I just knew that th there's a limit to my ability when I'm playing shooters. And that's fine because I have a low perception of my ability. And there might even be times where, where some of you guys were like, no, no, you're better than that. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I am. That's fine. Fast forward a couple years down the line, Grim and I are super deep in Rocket League. Rocket League's a pretty casual game as far as competitive games. There were times I got so mad because I have a perception of at least being a respectable Rocket League player. So Grim and I are playing twos, we're in ranked. I'm the goalie. I'm locking that stuff down all the time. I let a goal in, I let Grim down, we lose the game. And I see him doing the same things. I'm counting on him to score goals. He's missing shots. He's getting mad because we have a perception that we are good enough to beat the other team and we desire to beat the other team. That's a game that I found myself getting frustrated at. Or Mortal Kombat 11 had a really high skill curve to it. It was hard even against some of like the, the Towers of Time. I got really frustrated with that game because I couldn't get good enough to to hold my own even against hard comms. And, and that... that made that game stressful for me. So that's why I kind of steered away from playing that. That's why a lot of times I'll take long breaks from Rocket League because as soon as I get into it, that's when I want to get back into being competitive and that's when I find myself losing five games in a row, being disappointed in myself and feeling bad. And that's why I have started making more choices to play single player games, play more relaxing games, call it casual games. I don't care, but trying to trying to manage my own mood and the way I feel about playing games because I don't want to play a game, even if it's a game I love, and then be upset at myself. Or there were times, you know, I'd be playing it, especially Rocket League, get upset, and then my wife be like, hey, like, I'm trying to hang out with you. You said you were going to play one more game, and now you're in a bad mood because you just kept playing and kept getting mad. Like, that's something that I guess as, like, a mature adult, I need to, like, understand about myself and know I need to cut myself off from when I start getting upset. So... It's, it's tough and you know, you got, it's a hard decision to make, especially if it's a game you love, but knowing when you got to put some distance between yourself and the game and get realistic with how you, what your skill is or get realistic about your desire to be a certain level at the game. Um, it, and it's not easy if it's something you're going to put a lot of time, money and passion into, you know, that's a crazy thing though. Um, I mean, what you just, what you just said, um, even though all that rage and all that frustration and everything, and I, I even, you know, adopted this mentality with work, you know, the frustration and the, you know, all, everything, like whatever, like happened at the office. Once I clock out, once I hit that power button, it's like, it's there. Like all my frustration, it's there in the game. It's there at work. I mean, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how or when I came to this realization, but like, I, it's there once I'm, you know, out back in the, in the real world and, doing other things it's like it does that doesn't matter anymore you know i mean my heart my, my, my blood pressure and heart is still coming down but i don't dwell on that and just you know just keep getting mad about it so gotta disconnect yeah i tend to i tend to like get angry <laughs> and then feel childish 
Like there, there's <laughs> oh, to yeah. me, there's it's one of the worst feelings I have is realizing I'm getting mad at a video game because it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to yep. be relaxing. And if yep. I'm upsetting myself, it, it, if I, I feel like I'm 12 years old when I'm mad playing a video game. And like, once I, once I like, again, realize it's now time to like, stop playing video games and eat, have dinner with my wife. And I don't even want to talk to her because I'm mad about what I did in a video game. That's ridiculous. Like, like I, I can't live my life like that. I think for that's, me, that's on me. Cause I can't control that sometimes. Yeah. I think for me, mine stems from the fact that, you know, when I was, younger or before I had um, my heart condition, I would play soccer at a competitive level and I could go out onto a field and I could compete. Uh, I competed at a high level and even if my team lost, I could look at an individual, you know, uh, game and say, I played well, or here's what I need to do better at. And so when I lost some of that, Gaming, gaming gave that back to me where I could still have that competitive side of me that is important to me. It is something that I grew up with and, and I want in my life. So when there's something about League that as much as I just yelled about it, as much as I am mad at it right now, and as much as I have told myself here verbally to you that I need to walk away from it, I sit here and go, yeah, but what if I just go queue up some solo games and I just play solo? You know, and like, I know it's a bad idea. Like, I know it's not going to go well. And, you know, because part of me is like, well, I'm queuing up with people that have played since season three. We're on season 10 or whatever. Like, am I getting match made against people that are more, for, you know, more uh, set up for them, uh, you know, and not and not me, not my skill level. And so I don't know. But either way, it's why I like Warzone. I feel like, you know, Warzone, I've I've come through and I've found a game that that right now I, I can be competitive at a high level. Um, and, and I can have fun with it. Even when I go out and play a whole night of it or a whole week of it and don't get a win, I still have fun and I still feel competitive and I still have like highlights and I still have fun in moments that I won't forget that happened with my friends. And so that all of that equals why I should play that game versus league. And, you know, I've already explained why I should play Forza versus league. And yet I think League is that game that because I can't find that balance, it drives me to try again and again. And I do have moments where I'm really happy and 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 uh, I pull something off, but more t- more times than not, I'm frustrated, stressed out, and it's time to go to bed. And that's how I feel. And I'm like, this is dumb. Like, why am I doing this to myself? So we, we're we going to wrap this topic up. I think everybody had some really good points here. I think we all share some aspects of it. And we all have unique point, points of it where, you know, that I games games to have fun. And that's and I envy that of him because for some reason I can't do that. It's just the way well, it's because you're good at video games and I'm not. So. <laughs> but even so, like, I just I just you have admi- a chance. You have talent. I admitted to you that I recognize the difference between Forza and League of Legends right now. And that I could I can tell you right now that I would have more fun playing the other game and I don't play it. And it doesn't like I when I'm not gaming, I go, what is wrong with me? So, like, I recognize it, but I don't but I don't act on it. And that's what I need. That's what I need to do to to myself to try to balance myself. It's not saying I want to get rid of it completely for my life, but I need to find better balance. And so that I don't 
break, you know, as uh, Big Tex here in in the uh, stream is saying, um, that's my problem. Uh, back when I was competitive drifting in Forza, I would lose a battle and I would just lose it. I would cuss. I would even throw my controller. Been there, done that. I could throw a controller against the wall and had it bounce back into my face and I got mad at the controller. Street Fighter 4. Fuck that game. But anyways, I've been there, I've done that. I understand. <laughs> I've had some... My rage within gaming used to be much worse than it is today, but but just last sun, just yesterday, I saw part of it kind of creep out of me that like, and I'm like, this hasn't happened in a long time. I don't like this, so I recognized it real quick, and I was able to do something that I used to not do. I just walked away. I said, I'm done for the night. Have a good one, guys, and I walked away. So you know. I don't know. It'd be interesting to let to, to hear more from you. I know Poolavision was talking about it in the stream, talking about how he only plays ARAM because because he has the same problem with league in regular matches. Beef Hammer uh, said, "I've been known to have to, known to rage a little bit in video games." Beef, I've been there. You and I share some similarities when it comes to rage in video games. I see a, I see a lot of it, but. Um, Join the Discord. Let's talk about it in the GameZilla podcast channel. Let's talk about what do you do when you you just lose your cool? What? How do you control it? Where's your balance? Or are you struggling like I am and trying to actually find that balance still? Maybe we can help each other out. So... But uh, that's been our attack on the news and our topic discussion for this week on episode 312 of the Games Little Podcast. So um, just remember for all of our other content, YouTube videos, blogs, other podcasts, visit gameslillamedia.com where all of our content can be found in one easy place. But we're going to go through a really quick Zilla update. So we're going to start with Deadite. Game of Moment of the Week, buddy. All right, I'm on a big Star Wars kick because I'm marathoning all the movies, one each night with my wife. Got back into Battlefront. Tried a new mode, which you were, you're a stormtrooper that has to survive on Endor. I was like, this sounds super cool. There's Ewoks hunting me in the dark. No, it wasn't that cool. You couldn't see anything. You had a flashlight. <laughs> you just get murdered by an Ewok. I played it one. It had so much potential. And then I was like, no, this is stupid. Uh, I'll probably go back and try it again. But still... I, Battlefront, just be better. Um, and then, man, I was hoping for good news there. <laughs> no, continuing my spiral of shame based around my Star Wars. Just, I'm so deep into Star Wars right now. Um, I, I feel dirty saying this, and I, I if you fi- if you guys fire me from the show, it's fine. Oh God, <laughs> I, I download that really shitty Star Wars mobile game, Galaxy of Heroes, and I played it all day today. All day. <laughs> I'm playing a, a phone game like Miggy. Whoa. Hey, I, 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 Whoa. Just because I want Star Wars right now. Miggy Remember, doesn't the, even I'm, play that type of trash. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm going to wait to the end fun. of the show to determine if I... I'm going to wait to the end of the show to determine I if have, I would be offended or not. I have played that game. Yeah. If, if we even want to call it a game and not just a no, microtransaction it's just, it's like an auto-battler with Star Wars crap on it. With a lot of microtransaction pay to win. Oh, a ton. A ton. I'm sure I'm sure this will be off. I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked if it's still on my phone this time next week. Because I play mobile games for a few days and I go, I get to a point and I go, this is so dumb. It's not even fun. And then I stop. So we'll see. 
Poolavision has some like recommendation Mark- for you. Big Tex, first of all, says you're fired. So, I mean, he, he called it. It's already over. But, Pool- yeah, Poolavision um, already came out and said, man, did I just go to PlayStation Network, get Jedi Outcast for $7, uninstall that other game, you're welcome. I have Jedi Outcast on the original Xbox. It's not actually that fun of a game either. So oh, I tried playing it back in the day. I was like, I don't really like this, and I stopped playing. How about this? You got the like, free. Like you, got, you got the free update for Jedi Fallen Order. I think you just need to wait that out and just just go mess around with that. I might go back to that. Okay. All right. Well, um, you and I are gonna have I mean, to have a you and I are gonna have to have a talk after the show. Galaxy of Heroes is more Ooh. fun than League, so that's that's questionable. That's questionable. <laughs> Can't you fight other real people in that game? I have no idea. I don't even know if it's fighting. You just press play and it shoots things and waves a lightsaber. It's it's dumb. It's dumb, but it it made me happy. So like today, what? You so. watch the movies and you just you wanted more Star Wars and that was your choice out of everything that's out there Star Wars. That was your decision. Google got me. Like it just kept hitting me with ads. It just kept hitting me with ads. I'm like, oh, fine. I'll see what this is like. And then Google I, got yeah. you. That's a better and answer. And my first hero pack, I got Chewbacca. I'm like, holy crap, my man Chewie's here. He's got the bow. I'm like, they know how to get you. Yeah, I love They know how to get you. All right. I'm a disgrace. My gaming moment of the week would have been, and hopefully I'm not stealing Mickey's Thunder. I don't think I am, but. I got player one Miggy his first win in Warzone. Now, mind you, Miggy was dead. Dang it! But Dang I, it, you stole my thunder. But I got him the win. And the reason why it's my gaming moment of the week is actually how we got the win was insane. Yeah. So it, it was player one Miggy, Ghost Walker, and myself playing trios. We got to the end of the game. For those of you that play this game, we were at the dam. Right at the wall of the dam at the bottom. Okay, the circle was so small that we realized, uh oh, this circle is going to finish closing on top of the dam and we cannot get there because of where we're at. So we pretty much knew that this was a trouble. The the circle came in, Ghost Walker went down. I turn and I put my face against the wall of the dam knowing that that way it gives me the most time before the gas comes in, trying to play the whole outlive the other guy who's up top, probably in the gas as well. Knowing they could center themselves better than me, I accepted the fact that we were probably going to lose and get second place. As the gas came in, I started taking damage. I was panicking, trying to throw armor into my character, thinking that maybe that would slow down the death. Can't do that. Learned that one the hard way. But that's when I realized I went down... And I didn't instantly die, even though everybody else was dead on my team, because I had a revive kit that I had sitting on my character and I'd forgotten about. So I stabbed myself, revived myself, which gives you about, I don't know, 30% health, maybe 40% health. And I stand up, I take one notch of damage, I'm like, oh no, they're actually still going to beat me. And then boom, the victory triggers and we and we win. So because I had a self-revive at in-game, I was able to ring myself back up inside the gas, outlast the team up top and win it for us. And uh, we clipped it too. So we have, we have some footage of it just so you can see the ridiculous cheese win. I mean, just, just crazy win that like i don't know if it'll ever happen again for me that way but it just played out perfectly 
Um, and it was super cool to get Miggy his first win because he did, he had just gone down. Like, let me, let me say that he wasn't, he had just gone down not too long before the end of the match here. And cause we were in like four fights in a row, we really had momentum. Things felt good. We felt good about the circle. And then that last circle hit and we were like, Oh shit. And, it, but it all played out well. It was a ton of fun and I couldn't believe it. Miggy, what about you, buddy? Well, my gaming moment of the week. Was that really uh, your gaming moment? Been... Did I really steal no, it or no? no okay. All right. I was going to say. <laughs> no, 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 that was your. But, but the one thing is, the one, the one, the one tidbit thing is you got, you got wrong was he wasn't freaking out. He was not freaking out. When the circle was closing in, everybody like, I was freaking out. Ghost was freaking out. And Grim being the, being, being the cool, you know, the calm, like, you know, like how the, the, you look at the top of the, the lake and it's like very calm underneath. There's a storm raging. He was like, guys, we got it. We're good. I mean, he said it's called. We're <laughs> yeah, good. but I sounded like, crazy. Sh- I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> You're right. I did. Once I noticed it, I was like, we got this. We got this. No one understood what I was even talking about. They're like, wow, he's delirious. We're all dead in the gas. But I, yeah, you're right. I forgot about that part where I just kind of kept yelling it out over and over again because I was like, yep. I was like this is going to work. This is going to work. <laughs> but uh, my game over the week is um, I too have been having a Star Wars marathon. Uh, started with episode one, got up to episode four. But. You guys know me. I'm the mobile guy. I'm, I'm the mobile guy, except for this, you know, this this poser, you know, you know, <laughs> playing some pay to win game. I was playing. I ain't paying a damn night. <laughs> I was downloaded and was playing Knights of the Old Republic. Well, I downloaded it before. I had it on my phone for like a good good while, and I just had the urge to play it. You know, I wanted to be a Jedi. I wanted the powers of a Jedi. You know, and just. You know, go full. You know, Anakin. You know, on on the younglings and the and, and the uh, you know sand people, and just you know booted it up, played it, and uh, it brought back a lot of nostalgia when I played it on the Xbox. And um, yeah, yeah, Star Wars. Uh, and there's no like microtransactions or anything in there. You just pay for the game, which I think I got it for free for I think off of Amazon years ago, or whatever. I don't remember. No, but, yeah, you, you know just, where you got it. I thought you. Port. I thought you bought it because uh, that I gifted you. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's what it was. The yeah. gift card. Yep. The, the fake. The Stardew fake, Valley. The fake mobile guy. I thought you bought Stardew Valley yep. with a gift card. He bought two games. I did too. Stardew. Oh. Yep. I think I bought three games. Yeah. There was a sale going on. It was a wicked sale going on. So that I just—I don't think I finished my statement. That I bought. That I gifted a mobile Play Store uh, gift card to. Player one, Miggy. So he he's yep. he, he's an enabler. So no wonder he's he's got he's got a little you know yeah. I mean you, when you start buying people mobile gift cards and stuff, I mean of course you're eventually gonna start playing mobile games. I mean you're all you're, you're the same same person at that point. Well, it takes one hit. Pure evil. You guys got me in the mobile games. You guys are gonna bring me down. <laughs> I just, uh, I'm gonna list for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, everybody, thank you. That's gonna we're gonna wrap the show up here, but that's gonna do it for 
episode 312 of the Gamesville podcast. Remember, you can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever it is you like to listen to podcasts. Please click that subscribe button, leave us five stars, leave a review, and help us keep growing the this podcast. Um, we want to thank everybody here on Mixer.com slash Gamesville Media every Monday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, hanging out with the live show and, uh, and you know helping influence this show via the chat. So anybody that got shout out today with their comments, thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, we'll remind everybody to go to the website, GameZillaMedia.com, where Deadite's going to tell you why. Yeah. Go to GameZillaMedia.com. We have a ton of other Jawsome podcasts hosted by our friends. Uh, we're talking uh, Legend of Retro, Retro Gaming Podcast, Noobs and Dragons, our tabletop gaming podcast, Last Action Podcast, all about action movies, and, of course, the Noiseland Arcade. It's our Simpsons show. Uh, a couple of those shows are on hiatus, so it's a great time to go back and catch up on that backlog. Um, and, again, you know about the Patreon perks, so get over there join us on patreon we'd appreciate it and that's what's going on with us awesome all right well that, that about leaves me with uh nothing Any, anything uh left miggy you good i'm good i'm good all right episode 312 of the games old podcast your elite free dlc for all your gaming news and until next time game on game on <laughs>